0: sales trainer shelly walters is an expert in persuasion and presentation we've asked her in for a masterclass to give her top tips for your presentation today we'll be focusing on internal presentations shelly welcome thank you shelly How does one prepare for a presentation?
1: Well, Kadlecho, we often don't realise that all of life is a preparation. Right. So I know that sounds silly, but when you're about to present or you get an opportunity to present, your brain shuts down and you think, oh, I don't know anything. But if you're speaking inside of your company or your organisation or something you've studied on, you'd be surprised at how much you know. So that's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is to plan your preparation. Take time for research, Mm -hmm. take time to structure your presentation and take time to rehearse it. Don't panic and leave it to the very last moment and then try and do all three of those simultaneously. That is a recipe for disaster. Now Shirley, talking about
0: presentation, being in a specific industry, career path, how do I know whether or not I'm fine-tuned to present? Do I need to know how to present if I'm studying medicine or I'm an accountant? Does it really matter in different
1: sort of industries? Well, Warren Buffett is famously quoted by Forbes magazine as saying, that the number one way to boost your business skill is to master the art of public speaking. And the legend is that the only diploma that he displays in his office is actually his Dale Carnegie presentation skills course. Now, I haven't actually been in his office (laughs) myself, so I can't (laughs) verify that. But if a guy like Warren Buffett is telling us that this is key, I think it's something we need to listen to. And here's the reality, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an operations manager, you're dealing with people. And the ability for you to be able to clarify your message and deliver it with confidence is key.
0: So Shelley, when people say, oh, you're a naturally born speaker, or you were born to do this, how true is it? Do people really need to harness that skill, or can you just depend on the fact that, well, I know how to present a sales pitch, and therefore I just take it as it is?
1: There's no doubt that some people are born with the ability to speak a little bit better than others. However, okay. none of us are born drivers. None of us are born behind a camera. None of us are born with a scalpel in our hand. We develop these skills. Right. And even for someone like myself who from being a little kid I was told I can't stop talking, (laughs) I've really had to work at this. It's one thing to have a talent, it's something else to have a skill.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: And skill just requires, it takes time, it takes preparation, it takes continuous focus.
0: Now a lot can be said about body language and I think that's one thing that a lot of people must be asking you questions about, what's the right body language that I need to have,
1: does it even matter? Body language does matter, but here's the thing, when I tell people that I teach presentation skills, they think that 70% of what I teach is body language. Okay. And in reality it's probably 10 to 15% of what I teach. And the reason for that is that your substance matters more than your style. So what I mean by that is, what you have to say is more important than how you say it, okay. firstly. Secondly, being in the right mental and emotional state means you don't have to think about your body language. Uh-huh. Because our body language conflicts when we're saying something that we don't mean, or it, you know, it's, it's revealing our nerves. So rather than focusing on covering that up, it's better to work on not being nervous. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Does that then contribute on how much you remember the content that you've prepared? Oh, without a doubt. Um, nowhere in life do nerves aid performance. Nowhere. This idea that you have to be nervous. Yes. <laughs> you know, when Usain Bolt runs a race, is he, is he focused? Is he attentive? Yes. Is he nervous? I think he knows and he's got a track record. Now, with that being said, if you go back for a moment and remember when you first started to drive, do you remember how nervous you were? Yes. Right? yes. So, on the one hand, it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, you <laughs> need to make peace with the fact that in the beginning you're going to be nervous, mm-hmm. but you need to work at the, work at it so you can get over those nerves because eventually you will lose them.
0: So Shirley, when a lot of people are saying, oh, the nerves give me the edge, the nerves help me to better myself, that's
1: not true? Well, a spike in cortisol is going to force you to pay attention okay, to a point. Right. But then if you go over that point, it completely shuts down your ability to think and it shuts down your ability to learn and retain information. So if you've ever sat a night before a presentation until 2 o'clock in the morning, furiously trying to retain information, you can't because of the fear, that's perfectly normal. The other factor to take into consideration is that if you walk into a boardroom or a classroom or anywhere, and you're going to give a talk. If you are preoccupied with yourself and how you feel and your nerves, it's impossible for you to think about the people that actually need your message. Mm -hmm. Because you can't be in two places at one time. That's true. And they'll obviously see it. They'll see it. Um, People can be quite sympathetic, but when you're uncomfortable presenting, you don't make it okay for other people to be comfortable. Your comfort and the way you handle it and your relaxation gives the audience the permission to relax as well. And it allows you, most importantly, it allows you to be in the moment so that you can be receptive to what your audience is asking or what it is they need to hear. If you're thinking about yourself and you're completely wrapped up in your own nerves, it's impossible to be present with them.
0: That's true. Now, if... You may be presenting on a very detailed or technical subject. Would you advise someone to try and use metaphors and analogies in order for your audience to be more receptive of information and for you to make it a little bit more interesting? Oh
1: without a doubt. I do a lot of work with actuaries and incredibly smart people, highly technical and they don't often realize that the audiences that they're dealing with don't have the same depth of understanding. Yes. So part of what we work on is just simple ways of really conveying that message. And one of the simplest is to learn how to draw your ideas out. Really? Just draw, you know. The wonderful thing about drawing, is when you start somewhere and you're working towards a point, the human brain is forced to follow where are you going Uh with this. And if you could simplify a complex idea into a Venn diagram or a Boston matrix, it's something that that I can remember and digest. And the visual gives us a, a point of reference that we can both go back to and ask, so if we're here or if we're there what would be happening and, and so that becomes a framework for the conversation the framework is a common language that so means everybody's on the same page mm. incredibly useful lovely Shelley I'm
0: sure you've seen a lot of mistakes when it comes to presentations what are some mistakes that people can really try to avoid when making presentations
1: the biggest mistake I see in terms of preparation is leaving it too late in my opinion you should be shutting down your computer 24 hours before sure and that means you've got to you've got to structure. Now, in reality, you might get an opportunity in the morning, and you're told you're going to present that evening, and that's yes. an impromptu speech. That's something different. Okay. But if you know, don't let your nerves master you so that you leave it to the very last moment. Secondly, don't cram too much in. I find this this is the number one mistake people make. You've got one hour, and you're trying to put in eight hours of content. Mm-hmm. Really, you only need three key takeaways, and you know something that people can remember and repeat. Because if they can't remember what you said and they can't repeat it, what was the point of your conversation?
0: That is so true.
1: Now, what are the benefits
0: that a person can have in terms of being really good at presenting? What does it do for your career or for your business when you give that very good presentation?
1: There's no doubt that people who are able to um, articulate themselves with confidence in a relaxed manner are noticed. And often the only reason that we don't come across as being relaxed is because we haven't put ourselves in that space often enough to develop that skill. Mm. Um, and people want to, they want to be influenced by people who are willing to have a conversation with them. Yes, yes. And if you're able to do that, it, it might be right, it might be wrong, but people will also assume that you're a good leader. Mm-hmm.
0: So how do you harness that skill? Where should people go? What should they do?
1: First thing is join a Toastmasters. Look for opportunities to speak. If you, if you got your driver's license and never drove for, for 10 years, you'd forget. True. So go and practice that skill. So when you get the opportunity, you're ready for it. That's the first thing. Set out the intention that this is something you're gonna become good at, and guess what, you'll become good at it. Perhaps at a later stage, look at joining um, an association like the PSA, the Professional Speakers Association of South Africa. Get around like-minded people. And here's the one that's gonna be the most challenging. Mm -hmm. Look for opportunities in your community, in your workplace. When there's an opportunity for somebody to speak, put your hand up.
0: Sure. Now that's tough.
1: That's going to be tough. But you're only, going to, you're only going to struggle two or three times and you'll get that much easier at it. Can I just use my family as guinea pigs and they'll give me all the praises? So here's the thing about family, <laughs> right? either they're way too hard on you, okay. um, they're the worst critics, and they may put focus and attention on things which are not important. Like okay. your mother will tell you, you know, you're wearing the wrong outfit. And really your audience isn't thinking about that at all. So clothing doesn't matter at all in terms of how you're dressed or only to a certain extent? It does matter you want to look good on stage make no doubt and if you're a, if you're a lady listening today yes. don't go on stage in a dress because there's no way for them to put the mic pack. I learned that the hard way <laughs> otherwise they put on the back of your dress and you look like the hunchback of Notre Dame.
0: <laughs> that is so true.
1: But no, it, it is important but you know you're used to dressing yourself every day just just make a little effort and, and look good. Um, the rule of thumb is dress one notch above your audience so that you, know, yes, you can come on the presence. But your family is either gonna be too hard on you or they're not gonna have the courage to tell you, you know, that that's not funny, that's not a good joke, or I don't understand what you're saying, because they're your family. Yes. The right people to test it out on are your colleagues.
0: All right.
1: Your colleagues. You know, get together with one or two colleagues and, um, and, and try your presentation out on them. Rehearsing your presentation is key. Because what you're actually doing is you're creating a, a, a muscle memory, you're creating a, a history of having done this before. Mm-hmm. So when you get up there in the boardroom and you're presenting to the CEO, or, you know, your leadership team, yes. you're not thinking, oh, never done this before. Right. You've got a couple of dry runs under your belt. Shelly, thank you so
0: much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure and we look forward to having you again in studio.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And that was Shelly Walters, sales trainer.